This week on the podcast, the travel hack that changed my life got me out of a heavy turtle pack and into super lightweight traveling and running my business from the road without sacrificing a thing. I am totally jazzed about this topic, so let's get into it. Okay, I want to do an episode today about traveling and packing. And uh, well, there's a couple reasons why I want to do this. Number one is I am obsessed with the idea of lightweight travel and packing. And I'm gonna, you're going to hear, if you're interested in location independence and, and traveling and stuff, and you're uh, a fellow geek in that respect, um, you'll probably get an idea over the next 10 minutes or so as to why I'm obsessed with that. So I just like to talk about it. So this is a fully indulgent episode. I want to talk about how I travel and how I pack. And uh, if, if you're interested in those kinds of things, you know, by all means, stick around. Um, the second reason is, is that the Tropical MBA is coming up. Uh, you can check that out at tropicalmba.com. Uh, it sort of gets my imagination swirling about traveling and moving around. I've been in an apartment now for six weeks, um, and that's not a particularly long time. I actually spent five and a half months in San Diego before I was here. Um, before that, I was in three different countries, motorcycling through the countryside, working in cafes. Um, so I, I mix things up quite a bit. It's not I'm not always on the road in a lightweight pack. So anyway, th- that's just inspiring me because I, I'm thinking about heading over to Thailand for Christmas and New Year's. So I think uh, Bangkok could be a good time. And so I'm starting to my imagination is starting to swirl as I'm sitting here uh, trying to grow some businesses in the, in the time that I do have to put in some good long work days. And the third thing is 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 that. I have a friend who I told about my motorcycle trip through Cambodia last year, uh, which was, you know, really captured my imagination and and, uh, really solidified my dedication to this lifestyle for sure. And I talked about how I, how I packed for that trip and how I approached it. And I kind of saw in his face, I realized how unique of a conception it can be for someone who's never heard it before. So let's just jump right into how I'm packing and how I'm traveling and, and why that might be unique for, uh, for me, it was certainly a life. It was one of those simple little hacks that is sort of a life changing or at least a travel changing revelation. And so here is the travel changing revelation. Here it is. 90% of what people carry while they're traveling is clothing, footwear, or outerwear. So that's 90% of your bulk, 90% of your, you know, metaphorical ball and chain, 90% of your weight is generally clothing, outerwear, footwear, all this kinds of stuff. And for good reason. I mean, people are packing clothing for certain kinds of contingencies that might come up. What if I go to a club? What if I go trekking? Um, What if I can't find a laundromat for a couple days? I'm going to need some clean stuff, you know, there's a lot of uh, considerations that people are making and, and why they're bringing clothing. That's the first element to the, to the, to the, uh, to the hack, is that 90% of your stuff is clothing. The second element is, is, is basically this really has an impact on the way that you travel. I mean, having an extra 20 pounds of what it can amount to of stuff on your back, and that's an extra couple cubic feet or whatever, can really impact the way that you travel. And one of the ways I commonly see it is, um, if you if you show up in a town without having planned ahead, which if you're me, that's like almost 100% of the time, because um, I love spontaneity and just sort of ad hoc, and I'm focused on other things like my business. Sort of planning for a couple days for what hotel I'm going to go to is not an option. So I get off 
plane or the bus or, or my motorcycle or whatever, I'm in a town. If you've got, first off, if you've got bulky bags, you're not riding on a motorcycle, which is a big problem if you're in Asia or South America. Some of the best ways to get around are on a motorcycle and uh, always good times. Second thing is, is you tend to want to resort to sort of the first lodging option that you come across. And that's because you, you kind of feel vulnerable when you get to a new place. Things can be, things can be difficult to manage and uh, you just kind of want to get settled in and figure out what's going on and all this stuff. And if you've got a big pack, um, you know, you don't feel like you can sort of hang out with the locals and, and like sort of get advice for a couple hours or anything. It can be a difficult scenario. Even if you were to be clever and like find someone who's willing to watch your bag at a hotel, for example, and then you can walk around, um, it, you still have to go back for your bag, whether that be the taxi or walking. And it's a complication and it, can, it causes an amount of stress. Um, that, that always really bothered me. Even I tried to zen myself out of it, but it always affects me. It also affects a bunch of other things like um, the way that you travel on buses, for example, or planes. It can also affect your, your negotiating uh, tactics on the ground. So, you know, comparing five different hotel rates or showing up, of course, with a couple big bags is just not an option. So I don't think I need to spend, if you're, if you're a seasoned traveler, you probably agree that light, the lighter, the better without having to sacrifice. So the way that this travel hack works is essentially, you know, putting these two propositions together and the number one, uh, sort of the, the imperative when you put these two things together is that you must hack your clothing. So if 90% of the things in your bag are causing 100% of this problem, is there something we can do about the 90%? And the answer is yes. There is something you can do about the 90%. And the, the group of solutions around this kind of thing, um, the group of in, the, the information that's on the internet about it, the types of people that are doing it uh, on the trail, in the field, I call flash packers. Flash packing is, is a term that sort of describes backpackers with money. Um, there's something about the flash element of the term and the fact that the clothing hack does require high-tech solutions, uh, relatively high-tech solutions, and the fact that flash packers, because of these solutions, can then reduce the size of their luggage by more than half. It seems that term is something that I definitely want to shoehorn into this idea called flash packing. So that's why I say when I, when I go traveling, I consider myself a flash packer. The way that this works is... Um, as a mobile professional, of course, you're going to need the, the 10%. The things that aren't your clothing are going to be your laptop, your camera, video camera if you have one, um, your notebook, your guidebook, whatever you're reading at night. Not, not a, That's pretty much it, right? There's not much else beyond that. And so what then does the flash packer do with the clothing? I'll tell you what I bring. For my shirts, I have two different solutions. I carry four shirts and they're lightweight, short sleeve shirts. Um, and in fact, I could easily get away with two or three. And two of the t-shirts are merino wool t-shirts by Icebreaker. They are about $80 a piece if you look them up on the internet. It's a lot for a t-shirt, but it's worth it, especially if you're going to be investing in some long-term travel. Now, the qualities of merino wool are special. It comes from uh, New Zealand. The, basically, the way the shirts work, they're extremely rugged in their design. The wool is a very fine thread count, uh, which means that it's not scratchy or itchy or anything. It looks just like a cotton tee, except it's wool, which means that it wicks sweat. And it also means that it doesn't smell, 
So you can literally wear these shirts for days and days without them smelling bad ever. The final benefit, which is perhaps the most important one, which is that, is that they dry fast. What that gives you is it gives you the perpetual self-launder option, which is ultimately the travel hack in one sentence is that. If you can bring clothes that you can self-launder in a stress-free, simple manner, uh, there's no need to be, um, you know, bogging yourself down with 20 pounds of clothes and contingency plans. Now, the biggest issue with self-laundering isn't necessarily cleaning, but drying. And so the advantage of something like a merino wool material is that literally, if you don't have a fan in your room, and you just maybe have like a, you know, a light AC, or maybe you have nothing, maybe you just have a breeze. If you hang a merino wool shirt over the back of the chair in your room, it'll be dry by the morning. And what that means is that um, you can literally, and this is what I do, I, have, I, ha- I had a blog post on a previous blog called the One Shirt Shower, which was a method that I used when I was flash packing that I, I didn't carry a towel with me. So if I was ever in a situation where I needed my own towel, I would actually use the shirt that I was wearing after I wash it as a towel. These shirts, actually, they never feel waterlogged. They only ever feel damp. So... In an extreme scenario, you could even wear them while damp. You can actually walk out of the house with these things half damp. That is really uh, what's going to change your perspective. Is at the end of the day, let's just assume you know you have two outfits. Assume you can walk into the shower at the end of your day, clean your clothes first, a combination of the sink and the shower, or however you want to do it. Um, not really, you know, using uh, maybe just hand soap or shampoo or whatever. I find that that stuff works just fine. You walk out of the shower, you, you know, you hang your clothes up, just lay it across the bed or you put it over a chair. And the next morning, there you are, you have a fully laundered set of clothing. That is really the hacks. And you can see how this starts to, starts to change your travel approach. You basically have two outfits. So you've got two pairs of pants, two pairs of shorts, and and they're also they tend to be thinner, lighter weight material, so they roll up very small, sitting at the bottom of your pack. And it's like then it's like whoa. Let me just tell you a little bit about the rest of the equipment that I bring. So I only have two merino wool shirts in part just because they're expensive. They're eighty dollars. I have two of them, and I also have other shirts that work quite well. And they are Nike Dry Fit tennis shirts. Um, there's a bunch of different combinations of how these tennis shirts are made. Um, with different materials and different weaves and everything, and I'm, I'm no expert on them. All I know is that this kind of athletic dry fit, even down to like cheap Chinese kind of polyester, and nothing against China manufacturing, but they, they tend to come out of China quite a bit, these kind of like soccer jersey type of material. This, at, even at the low end of cost, these kinds of things can work. And it's the same kind of deal. These things never really get waterlogged. They just get damp. And they will dry without a fan overnight. So there's your four shirts. I myself am carrying two merino wool t-shirts and two Nike tennis shirts. Tennis shirts also look pretty decent if you were to like want to go to a nightclub, for example, and you, if you wanted to look decent. Now for the pants, uh, I generally carry two to three pairs of pants. Um, I carry Quicksilver nylon traveler's pants. Uh, they have a... They're the, the pants that you've seen that sort of, they zip off at the, at the knee, so you can wear them as shorts or pants. 90% of the time I'm wearing shorts because I'm traveling in, in tropical temperatures. Um, these kinds of pants, uh, they have the same exact properties, if not even quicker drying, uh, than their shirt counterparts. So these are specifically made for travelers. I also carry one pair of like old school cotton uh, cargo pants. The only cotton thing I bring, I bring them because I like them. I think they're a little bit more stylish than the 
than the traveler's pants. And I also find that, you know, if you're wearing underwear, uh, they have a lot more longevity, like a cotton t-shirt. Obviously, a cotton t-shirt in the tropics, they last half a day, of course, and then they're some waterlogged, stinky liability that you're carrying with you. I have a prohibition against cotton with exception of these of, of cargo pants, kind of the standard uh, cargo pants you, you'd see uh, guys wearing. That is basically my wardrobe. We're talking two to three pairs of pants, four shirts. And in terms of footwear, um, sometimes I'll bring a pair of sneakers for exercise. And when I do, I'll bring wool socks. Generally, because I don't know what kind of exercise I'll be getting, a lot of times it ends up just being swimming. I'll just leave the stuff at home. And, and if I get into something like a, I find a tennis playing partner for a couple weeks or something, I'll just buy a pair of cheap shoes on the road. It's the get it there theory of traveling. And it's a lot of fun to go shopping and very cheap in general in developing countries. So, and, uh, I mean, the number one thing is, you know, so the first way to do this is basically to plan your wardrobe around fast-drying, high-tech fabric clothing. That's nylon, polyester blends. um, That's wool, smart wool, uh, or merino wool. If you can basically create a 100% wardrobe around these materials, you're going to be able to self-launder. You can always treat yourself with a real laundry as well. I mean, this simple, this just simple idea... Like it, it can really like upend your whole travel life if you haven't yet done it yet. Um, so the way I pa- I travel is with a, a pack called Surge by North Face. It's a hundred and fifteen dollar pack, at least it was last year. Um, it's it's it looks very much like a pack that would be popular with a university student. It's sort of like a mid-sized day pack. I can't recommend this pack enough. I mean, it's got so many features. It's incredible. As far as I've been talking to hundreds of travelers and I haven't seen anything better in terms of a day pack. Now it's got a, on the back side it has a a laptop pouch. So basically your laptop sits along the back of your back. Um, And I got a 15 inch model, a Dell, and it has padding all around it. And then it has uh, two other large uh, pockets. Now I won't bore you with all the details of this, but definitely take take a Google search for Surge North Face. Um, and there's so many things like you can access, your passport is secure in this pack. You can quickly access uh, like important documents or pens or notepads. Um, one of the things I love about the pack is that there are a lot of times when I don't have a hotel. And it's really nice to be in a stress-free situation when you don't actually know where you're going to sleep that night. Because I am so mobile, my pack is way less than 20 pounds. Um, it, it fits securely on my back. You know, I don't look like some kind of target with a big turtle shell on my back or anything. It looks like I'm settled in, I'm living there, and I feel uh, a stress-free existence because of that. I can step into any hotel, cafe, restaurant, or anything and pull out my laptop while my entire life is basically still in my pack and undisturbed. And for any of you that have traveled with a more traditional traveler's backpack, you know that I mean, that's perhaps one of the most frustrating parts. Almost over half of the things in your pack are at least a couple layers away from your outer, the outermost edge. So you have to dig through stuff to get to things. And that's annoying, especially if clothes are dirty or you're in a rush or you're in a small area. I mean, this can be, this just adds to stress that you don't need. So I can actually sit down with my whole pack and pull out my laptop and my power source and just start typing away or start working, maybe even doing hotel research on the ground, you know, while my pack's fully loaded with all my stuff. You know, you can just kind of hear in my voice how, how much this stuff excites me. It's, 
it's such a fun way to live because for me, it just, it really keeps me focused. It keeps me stress-free. It really keeps me present. Uh, it's just so fun to know that everything that matters to you, everything that you need in the world is in a very small pack on your back and you're good to go. And that's a really fun way to live, at least for a couple months or two, you know, however long you have the endurance for it. You know, there's two things that really bring people down when it comes to packaging. One is cotton, and the second is contingency planning. So in terms of contingencies, I'd say really try to, to buy, you know, when you buy these hack clothes, the clothes that are supposed to work on all occasions, really think of some, uh, buying things that you would feel comfortable in, in all kinds of situations. And uh, the combination of, of my collared tennis shirts, my nylon traveler's pants have a nice automatic crease down the front. I really feel comfortable in any situation outside of a, a black tie situation. You know, admittedly, I've never traveled in a cold uh, environment while using this method. Uh, although Tynan from Tynan.net has, and he has a actually quite gr nice resource on this kind of thing. So if you're interested, you have to head over to his site. He has uh, a method to which he's using sort of windbreaker, overcoats, long underwear. Essentially, like, once you get the idea of... The idea is, is if you want to pack super light, you have to buy the ideal clothing for that's cross-functional and self-launderable. You know, once you get that idea into your head, like, I mean, literally... I have I travel with a day pack, okay? And it's not even close to full when I'm on the road. I mean, you can imagine like a pretty good sized day pack with essentially six or seven articles of clothing inside of it. It's not even close to filling up my pack. So there's plenty of room left over for uh, solutions for winter type. And it's amazing when you use the same kind of materials for winter, like you often think tr basically traveling in winter with cotton clothing is miserable. It's absolutely miserable. I've done it. Uh, when I first started traveling, I, I was a turtle. I was walking around with big, big, fat cotton contingency plan on my back. And um, and it was a stressful situation, especially you're at a hotel and a situation comes up where, oh, should I like give my laundry to the hotel? Or is it actually going to get back by the time I leave? Am I going to miss my bus because my laundry's out? Like maybe I'll just travel with dirty stuff or wear stinky stuff. or This kind of situation, I can't tell you how happy I'm to have to never face it again. When I tell people that, you know, I went on a motorcycle trip through Southeast Asia for 12 weeks and all I took was a day pack, they often think, well, I could never do that. You must be some kind of monk kind of guy and you're just crazy and you don't wear underwear and, and uh, things don't matter to you that much and so you can do that, but any normal person can't. And the truth is, is that if you just get rid of cotton clothing and purchase high quality merino wool and nylon traveling clothing, and focus on self-laundering, it's quite easy. And actually, it's very abundant. And it brings more to your trip than if you were to bring more. So it's it's a real situation of less is more. And uh, that's part of the reason why it's so delightful for me to talk about and share with you today. And one final thing that I didn't mention is uh, underwear. People might ask about underwear. And in fact, they make underwear that are the same, you know, the same functionality, nylon or some kind of nylon uh, construction. So I, mine are, the brand name I'm using are, are Jockey right now, um, and uh, they work awesome. And I travel with one or two, I travel with two or three pairs of underwear, and they roll up into unbelievable small size. Same with the traveler's pants, by the way. I mean, they don't even take up close to the amount of space that uh, jeans take. And, uh, super lightweight travel is something that I'm extremely passionate about. I'm sure you can tell I spoke for 25 minutes off the top of my head about 
my freaking backpack. So I'm a little crazy. <laughs> anyway, I look forward to uh, seeing you next week and uh, getting Ian back on the phone. Bye. Hey, thanks for sticking around. That's Dan Breich on the box, by the way. Thanks a lot to him for offering his music for Creative Commons. Next week, we've got tons going. If you want to travel the world, check out the tropicalmba.com. <laughs>